1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. Folks, we're back at it. Um, FA Podcast brought to you by our great partners and everybody that helps us kind of keep this thing rolling. Uh, Federal Ammunition, Weatherby Firearms, Rogers Sporting Goods, and a couple great partners up in Canada, uh, Sass Goose Company with my buddy Tyler, and that's like our second home. So lots of stuff going on. So today... We are joined by Titus Headings, who is, if you haven't seen the YouTube channel, Mid-Valley Mercenaries, that is who we're chatting with. I get all that right, bud? You got it right, man. You know, I always check, uh, you know, everybody always butchers my name, so I always check I'm doing (laughs) it right. So it's just a natural, like, I think I got that right. That's pretty easy to say. Yeah. Yeah, you got it right. So, you know, you're definitely one of our guys. Uh, you know, we have, I guess I should preface it, but we have a select few guys that we lean on and we're starting to lean on more for, you know, content and getting the word out and, you know, using our stuff and, and, and all that. You know, I could say influencer, but, you know, influencer to me is just a different just a different program like you're 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 past that you know what i mean you're above that and I, and what i mean by that is like you're a partner you know what i mean you're you're doing stuff for us we're doing stuff for you like it's different yeah. so you know kind of get into you know give me give me your background so all the all the folks listening can kind of understand because you know listen uh, you know everybody has a youtube channel now everybody's grinding mm-hmm. everybody's doing this but I, you know you guys kind of kicked off a while ago so kind of give me the give me the backstory of what you do did how it started like how all this came about yeah you know what um it kind of was actually a fluke thing to be honest with you i didn't have no grand scheme plans or anything with it but i've been hunting i went i mean i've been hunting my whole life but it was mainly big game at the beginning with my Mm. dad he's a big time elk hunter deer hunter and uh he's been dragging me around since i was five (laughs) And, uh, we went, I went on my first duck hunt when I was nine and I actually had to, you talk about gear, you know, like how much camel matters, this and that. I was actually wearing like, for whatever reason, my dad put me in a purple and black jacket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I stayed warm, but I don't know how the ducks still came in, but we actually had full straps of birds and I had that picture, but that was my first duck hunt. I was more just sitting there kind of watching seeing as a kid. And I didn't go on another one, I believe, till I was 16, and that was when my good buddy Travis, who's all part of the channel and everything now, one of my best friends, and uh, he took me when I was 16, bought me some nasty old Jack in the Box t- greasy tacos at like two o'clock in the morning, oh. and and that was that, man. Like <laughs> that was, <laughs> you know, that was the introduction, and I never stopped since then. I'm 38 now, so I guess that's what 22 years, and. Um, so we, you know, we hunted, my brother is 10 years younger than me. So he wasn't even thinking about duck hunting at the time when I was 16, but went for several years, um, just me and Travis and some other friends. 
And then I don't remember exactly what year it was Thomas started hunting, uh, which is my younger brother. And um, uh, I don't want to try to guess. I'll get it wrong. But what had happened was I was like, you know what? We need – I go, I want to record this somehow, some way. I want to get keep our <laughs> hunts for ourselves to watch. You know, right. like I don't – I didn't know – honest God, I didn't know anything about subscribing. I didn't know none of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like I thought YouTube to me in my mind was just a platform – to throw your own personal stuff on. Um, I didn't know about money, didn't know none of that, okay? Well, <clears throat> I finally, I buy a GoPro, and this has been, I don't want to lie, but five or six years ago, something yeah, you, like that. you brought a GoPro, and, a GoPro 1, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, pretty low quality, and uh, I had my, you know, my iPhone, whatever, whatever it was then, maybe like a 6 or something, and um, we went out there, and just so happens, the first, I think it was the first hunt I did. We were in uh, the Sac Valley hunting at a refuge. And it was just me and Thomas. I threw the GoPro on my head. <clears throat> I can remember it so clearly because <laughs> it's such, to me, it's such a pain. Nobody, unless they've tried to video waterfowl, it's, it's really tough. Honestly, it takes, it can just get in the way. Well, but it was worth it. Well, I remember I was, we, we got down in our pit and Thomas is on my left hand side. And it's it's a nice like 15 20 mile 20 mile an hour north wind. I throw that head strap over my head. There's two there's three pintails coming in. I throw that head strap over my head. I look up to my right. We both throw our guns up. I had luckily loaded my gun. I mean we just got in it in the <laughs> afternoon hunt and jump up, shoot, boom boom. I, I missed the first shot and then we shot the second shot together and crushed this straight pintail. He falls in the water, and we're like high five, like cool, you know, we got this. So I go out there to pick it up. I lift it up, and it's got a band no. on it. And we just start going crazy because I, I have been hunting a long time, but you know, it depends on where you hunt. You know, if you're gonna shoot bands, um, I know some people don't understand that, but I mean, it's a thing of luck, anyways. Obviously, there's no skill involved in that. But you can hunt in certain places, and you're going to shoot more bands than you do with another guy that they're not banding birds in their body. So 100%. I had never – I had shot one another band with a group, and we still fight over it to this day who <laughs> shot that, you know, that band, which in all reality, I'm the one that shot it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs to but, get uh, a replica. You need to get some replicas made and just hand them out and just say, you know I what? Know, you know what, dude? There, let's, I know. Like, I let's, should. Yeah, let's give, it, get, let's give one to everybody, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so I had my GoPro on for that, right? And so that's huge. You know, that's the whole big moment, shooting the band. And um, I was, I videoed that that little day. And hold on a second here. No, you're good. And, and uh, anyways, I put it up on YouTube. Again, like I said, it was just a, a memory for us to hunt and whatever. Sure. Well, like, I didn't have no subscribers, basically like zero pretty much i threw that up on there didn't know what i was doing with anything wasn't really good at editing yet and i think in the first day it had like 2,000 views and i was for me with no subscribers and knowing nothing about youtube right. i was like whoa because i was just thinking me and my brother and Travis are gonna watch this you know <laughs> and then and then a couple of days later it has 5,000 views and it has 10 and like within i think a week and a half i had I got 1,500 subscribers from that one video. Oh my god! And what so year? So what huh? year? What year is that? Like when? Do, when does it Let kick? Me look, because that's I was gonna bug me. I can't remember. I want to say it was 
Let me go back, and it's going to take me a second to find it, but I'll have to scroll through and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, that's because... right. So go ahead, but keep cogging because I want to know what year. Because you know, like I said, now it's harder to get subscribers, oh. and everybody's fighting because everybody's got. I mean, there's so much content out, but but if you started oh, yeah. like way back, like you're saying, like there wasn't much, and it was like, oh my god, like you know, like you said, two thousand, five thousand, fifteen thousand, like everybody's just buzzing, mm -hmm. and and yeah, no doubt, I, and that's so true. It didn't take no, it didn't take no fancy editing or school. Then it was just there was no content. On That's YouTube, right. You know? That's right. There was no content there. Right. Let me see here. I can tell you right here. I'm not, okay. It says four, but I guess I think it would be five years that I put that video up. I think that's, which is nothing crazy now. Like back then, right. it was like oh, sixty thousand views on a duck hunting video. That's amazing. Like now, that doesn't mean nothing. People are getting millions People of views are getting now. That kind but, of stuff all the time, right? Yeah, so it says four years, which I think that was a other season though. I might not have put it up till later. And that, you but know, yeah. so that's the thing. So and then you guys. Well, so, be, okay, there you go, go, right there. It'll be five years in December. So okay. it's it's four and a half years now, but okay. it'll be five years in December that I put that video up. Well, and you know, like you said, you didn't know anything about subscribers. You didn't know this. You just you just put okay. it up and wanted to have fun on that that whole deal. And then all of a sudden, that that breaks into. Like is that when you go, hey, maybe we should be doing something like this? Is that is that your next thought or? It, even then, it still really wasn't. Um, honestly, at that point, um, I did start making them, but I think I only made. I'm gonna tell you right now, I only made like five videos for that whole season. Right. So, I didn't go out and video every time. I didn't throw that GoPro in my head. I right. I did, you know, I just like, oh, this is a good resi that I drew. You know, right. or this is a. Right this is a good place we're going and the birds are in right now. So I'm going to video this. I would just kind of save it instead of doing it like as a, not a job, but you know, as a consistent thing. Right. But I will tell you probably by the second or third video, um, cause you know, there's monetization rules with YouTube and everything. Right. And I think I remember starting to see like, you have this much in your account. And I'm like, what? You're like, what? You what? I'm making, what are you talking about? Somebody put money yeah. in an account for me. Like this is a dream, right? Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> In the world, so then I was like, okay, so you actually get paid. I really didn't know that. I mean, right. call me naive, call me naive, whatever. But I mean, nobody was really doing that. Nobody no. was talking about that then. No. Um, I mean, not not that I was the first one. I didn't know freelance duck hunting. I didn't know um, Matt from Hyde Prairie Sports. I didn't know, but none of us knew each other yet. You know? Right, right. So, yeah. So all this is new now. You guys, you and your crew. So you guys are based out of like I would say Sacramento Valley, or where are you guys? based out We're, of we actually based in the grasslands of california okay. so further south a couple hours south okay okay so you yeah. guys are in the grasslands and if and if folks aren't familiar with what the grasslands in totals you know give them the biggest you know town or whatever that's considered like if you would say the grasslands because everybody like if you hunted california if you're on the west coast or whatever you know what the grasslands is mm-hmm yeah, you know, it stretches for a long ways. I yep. mean, it can basically go from the Delta, which is more like Stockton. Yep. I, and, and that's my opinion, right? I mean, other people have probably better terminologies, but like from Stockton even down to almost just the edge of Fresno, quite not, yep. quite, not quite down to Fresno, but that whole area is just this really nice marshy um, pockets of tool, just toolies everywhere and just great duck yep. hunting habitat as long as there's water there, you know. Hundred percent, and I mean that's you know you have different spots you know through California, you know you go up to Sacramento mm -hmm. and you have the Delta and the whole deal there. Uh, if you go north 
you know, more north, you go up to Chico and all that. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely different, different areas. You know, I was, oh my God, I was, well, working at the time in Los Angeles and the only place I could really go to was I could drive north like two hours, go to Bakersfield. And there was, there were some private places up there and Kern National Wildlife Refuge. I remember that. And then, you know, just to try to get a fix. And then if I wanted to go like, east i would go to like the salton sea which is like a huge giant probably one of the biggest i i would say probably one of the biggest management areas that i had seen at the time and and probably to be honest like that's probably one of the bigger ones that i've hunted and and seen in my in my life honestly mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. huge that is huge uh and i don't know if there's anything i'm sure there's I don't know if there's anything bigger in in California than that, but man, that just seemed like it was so wide and so spread out, and there was so many places to pick, and mm-hmm. you were just like, yeah, you were just throwing darts at a dartboard, like oh, we yeah. were just. It could be guessing. overwhelming for sure. That one is know? definitely, and I don't know, I don't know, you know, is there? I don't know how many. I just remember there was like, I think there was like two hundred and some like over 200 over 250 like blind locations and i'm like oh my god this is like bananas it's like you know you get up to the thing it's like where do you want to go it's like shit i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah. pick something for me no idea then you got to get in the truck <laughs> yeah. and like drive like another 10 minutes to even remotely find where you're gonna go mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. like yeah you gotta you be probably a... shot you probably shot your share of cinnamons then if you've hunted enough in southern no California. bro never never shot a cinnamon the whole time i was living there really? i was only there like wow. two i was only there two years i okay. i did 100 percent shoot my first like booner pintail i'll mm-hmm. never forget it was up in bakersfield and uh and shot that sucker and it was it was like a mo- like i couldn't believe it because listen i had lived on the east coast my whole life right and then i mm. move move out to the west and you know we listen we were in pennsylvania we never saw a pintail okay mm. and just mm. growing up like that was my bird i was like man i can't wait to shoot one mm. and I'll, I'll never forget it I'm sitting mm. in the tank just me and my my first dog onyx um, we're in the pit and and like all of a sudden some birds swoop over us i hear them i could barely see through the fog and they cut and turn and come right in the decoys and i mean they're right in front of my face and i i look and my eyes you know giant and i see that big pull uh bull and i just pull up and drop them and I, i he just went stone dead and it was super foggy and it was like I couldn't see, and I sent the dog, and I was like, oh, my God, did I miss? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I missed, I missed. And the dog went out, and, and I could see him coming back through the fog with the bird, and I was like, holy crap, bro. It was a big it was a big day. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, sure. that was like, you know, I, 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 I won't forget it as long as I mm-hmm. live. That was, like, that was like epic for me. And then, obviously, you know, being out here in the West, like now it's like, now it's like you shoot your pintail and you're like, you know, I wait for a good one. I never, I never try to shoot, you know, little ones. And then we're always like, 
I don't want to yep. say trophy pintail hunting, but it's like, I never shoot mine at first light. I, you know, and I tell anybody that yep. comes with us, like, dude, just sit and wait. Like you're going to see a pile of them. Just sit on your hands and wait for a good yep. one. There's just no reason to shoot a small one. And there's just no reason to shoot a hand, especially yep. if they're mixed in with the widgeon. So you just gotta, you just gotta pay attention to what's going on. So, mm-hmm. so, okay. So, you kind of get started. So when when do you, on the YouTube channel and everything else, like when do you go? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a go at this. Like, is it when you see some money in your account and you're like, whoa? Or or what 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 turns it on? Yeah, I, you know, I guess it was probably that. I mean, it sounds kind of kind of uh, whatever shallow, I guess a little bit. Yeah, but, but who would have thought? I like doing it anyways, right. and I was like, man, I can make some money at this. So kind of. So what I started thinking is, hey, you know what? This can cover my duck hunting. This can oh. pay for my gas and for my, you know, um, it was never, oh, people know who I am or who we are. Right. And to be honest with you, that name that we picked, I got a lot of flack for that. I probably always will because it does sound like we think we're some killers or whatever. But again, <laughs> this is a guy that had no intentions of people knowing who I was or nothing like that. I don't care about that. I can care. I still to this day can care less. I, in fact, I don't even like it to be honest with you. So let's go to but, that. So, I'm, not, I'm not trying to draw attention. You know what I'm saying? But right. I guess if you're putting it on YouTube, you're, you're asking for it, you know? Right. So, okay. And so let's so, go to the name. Let's go to the name. So where does it come from? Well, so what it is, is we live in the central Valley of California. Right. And so mid Valley was kind of an easy thing. I don't know why that just stuck in my head. I'm like sure. mid Valley. Okay. Right. right. Well then, we were going to – it's funny because we still – we actually get called this. We get called Mid-Valley Boys, and now I'm like, man, maybe that's the name I should have went with because because we get called that now, and that was actually our original name. We're like, oh, let's do Mid-Valley Boys, and I, right. I thought about it for like a week or two, and I was like, I don't know, you know, and then I said mercenaries, you know, like we're out there hunting. It's kind of a catchy, you know. Right. Well, sure, it rolls off your tongue, no doubt. Yeah, that, that's really all it was. It wasn't meaning – you know, but people are just gonna, of course, pick just to find something. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It the name sticks, and I don't think nothing of it anymore. But you know, who knows? Some people might think it's kind of over the top. It's just a name, you know. There's yeah. really no hidden meaning behind it, honestly. Well, and here's the other thing: like, if you, you know, now at, you know, the way that content's going and everything else is going, like, if you don't have some kind of catchy name or you don't have, like, I always call it like a shtick. Like if you mm-hmm. don't have something about you that people tune in for or something they remember you guys by or whatever, like if you don't make yourself memorable, mm-hmm. like you're just you're just wasting yeah. your time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you yeah, it's true. You you it's have true. to have something so you know, you get remembered by your content and people keep coming back. And you gotta make mm-hmm. good content. So yeah. and it takes you know, now it takes you know, it takes a lot of time to you know, build and get new subscribers and do that and get people checking because there's so much. Oh man, you mm-hmm. could just be in the, you could be in the YouTube rabbit hole like all day. <laughs> oh man, tell me about it. And you know, <laughs> if I would have known then what I know now, and just put the content out like as much as possible, no matter right. how successful it was or not. You know, the hunt. Yep. Um, I've done that the last couple of years, no matter what it's like. So I don't just try to show the good stuff, but back then that's all I would do. And I'm like, man, if I knew then what I know now, I would have just been pumping it out right. because, you know, I probably I could have been double my size, but I was just like, oh, let's just wait for some good ones and I'll trash some, you know. But back then it didn't matter because there was no content. So if you would have right. just pumped it out now, 
it's not that way. It's like all about the thumbnail, and then you gotta have you gotta get people to click on it I know. because they're not just clicking on anything anymore because there's so much. Yeah. And so, I will say, last year was I didn't I didn't really have a good of a year that I expected because usually I had been doubling over the last four or five years, sure. like as far as subscriber base. Yeah. <clears throat> but it just last year I don't know you know it was it wasn't a good year. I don't know if I was on the the and I don't I don't mean that you know, negatively, like, oh, it's just a bad year. I just yeah, mean, like, just it wasn't the growth that. I anticipated. Right. But right. we still, here's the thing. I still was duck hunting. I still had my gas <laughs> and my hotels paid for, and I'm blessed. And, that, and that, if that's all it ever is, which I probably will be, perfect. I'm thankful for it. That's right. It's perfect, you know. Well, and here's, so. you know, here's the thing. Like, the people, the people that check your channel out, and, and come to see you. They come for a reason. They watch. You know what I mean? So you get your new subscribers. You get some here and there. And you just fight for them. And you just do what you can. Listen, we're we're, we're going through the same thing. Like, like when we took over, like when we took over Final Approach, like, I, I, man, I took a picture of it. I'd, I'd have to go back and find it. I mean, bro, it was pitiful as far as subscribers, mm -hmm. uh, uh, as far as like, e even like Instagram and how many, like, oh, bro, you want to talk about painful. Like they, mm -hmm. th there was nothing because at that point, like when they had it, like they're really, it wasn't the explosion. And then if, you know, when it was just starting, like they didn't have anybody to, to do that. Every company now has like a whole team of, yep. you know, social media people. And now it is like a whole job category of, you know, people <clears throat> grinding and making sure that, you know, your, your name, your content, your links, like everything is getting, you know, found and seen and all that. So it, it yep. is a new world. There's no doubt. So, mm -hmm. so then yep. you grow, then you grow and you keep going. Um, and obviously, like you said, I mean, you're, you're doing great. Like everything's good. So then, so then because now you guys are all linked together and, and we have a few of you guys that are linked together that are helping us, but how does that come about? Because there's, there's like Matt at high Prairie and then there's the duck Chronicle guys, Jared, mm -hmm. and then there's freelance with Elliot. And it's like, how does all this like get together? Yeah. You know, um, I'll give, I think everybody will give credit to Jordan about that. That was Jordan's baby. And he just started about that. And, I can't remember exactly how it happened. I know he was reaching out to people and reaching out to the other guys too and saying, Hey, what do you guys think about this? Um, I don't know if he just emailed at first and then we exchanged phone numbers, but then it kind of all, everyone was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's right. make, you know, a flyways collective, a deal where, you know, instead of us being competition, let's be friends and let's get on some hunts together and work together. And which was a great idea. I'm, I'm really glad he, that he brought that together because that's brought some lifetime friends for me for sure. You know, with yeah. Josh outdoor limits <clears throat> and right. uh, Thomas from Hoke outdoors. So, and then we, you know, we started setting stuff up and I don't remember how the initial thing was, but once we kind of came together, Josh wasn't in it. I don't think the first year, right. If I remember right. And we got together something like that. And then the second year he came on too. And it was just, it was a blast. You know, we, started doing challenges as far as hey you know matt and uh, uh jordan from duck Gun chronicles would be doing challenges to reach certain subscriber amounts and right got to watch matt get his nose hairs ripped out of it <laughs> just, <laughs> just fun stuff 
but the really good part was to see how these guys hunted. You know, I sure. really like hunting with um, <clears throat> with all of them. I've went back to Nebraska and hunted with Matt, and hunted with Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting in Kansas a few times now, and just it was surprising. I think we were all kind of surprised, like our whole mindset in the waterfowl world and how we want to decoy birds and where we want, how far we want to shoot birds. It was all really the same, you know, because it's hard watching a YouTube video the distances and how people oh, yeah. hunt you're just drawn kind of a book of what you think these guys are and who you think they are but then when you get in person you're like hey they're the same as me and right the same ethics and the same mindset and they go as hard as i do you know like they'll be out here all day if they have to well so, and i don't i don't know of any other groups let's say that have connected like that and and done something like that i haven't seen anything and i'm not sure i'm sure it's happened somewhere in something but i haven't seen anything or anybody and and listen that all helped you guys like trade subscribers and help each other with subscribers and like you said you guys hunt very similar on what you're trying to do and 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 shoot birds close and do all this stuff and talk about what you're doing and and the coolest part probably you know looking at it from outside is everybody is whether you hunt the same or not, everybody's from a different, a totally different flyway mm-hmm. or a totally different area to hunt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And what you see, like you know, like you're not going to see uh, stuff that you know on your channel that you're going to see on like Jared's because he's over in Indiana. They got totally mm-hmm. different stuff. So, like yep. to me, I, I, you know, here's the other thing I look at. Like to me, when videos were out and just like you know listen vhs tapes you were buying (laughs) duck hunting and goose hunting videos you know when guys were doing videos and then they went to dvds and and the whole thing about me or even just watching on tv like my thing was if they have a cool place and scenery to hunt i'm watching it like Mm -hmm. you know and i could i could keep watching if you know, the calling is decent and the guys are shooting decent and it's fun and all that stuff. But it's like when, when it gets to the point where, you know, the calling's terrible and like, the, I don't know, guys are shooting over each other's heads and who's ringing yeah. whose ears and the dogs like, just like, like that's one. And that's just me. Like I get to a point where it's like, there's so much content. I'm not going to waste my time watching that. Anymore. Right. Like, like right. that's just, and you know, call me you know a snob or turn my nose up or do whatever but it's just like i'm past and and i know everybody needs to learn stuff and go and everybody's at a different level but Mm -hmm. and the thing is everybody's got a camera now so everybody could put it up but that's just not the stuff i'm into so i just Mm -hmm. like go past it so you know but i've like i said i've always watched just because it's like a cool area and then everything goes from there because it's like Mm -hmm. You know, the thing about me is I've traveled a lot of places, a lot of countries, a lot of areas. I want to see, I want to see cool places, you know? Yep. So yep. I don't know. That's just me. Yep. I don't know how other people look at it, but that's just my eye. Yeah. Like you said, since there's enough out there, I think that's a lot of people now, you know, it's like, well, I don't have to watch. I don't have to get my fix on this. I can go somewhere else, you know? Right. right. <clears throat> now, yeah. a lot of you guys <clears throat> have podcast as well you have one as well mm-hmm. yes i do yeah it's uh just the mvm show so just short for the mid Valley mercenary show but the mvm show yeah and we now we do i kind of realized something on that it was mainly waterfowl probably for the first 100 episodes i mean there was some other stuff mixed in sure 
for a big game, but I've kind of started mixing in some other stuff because, you know, I realize it's like, man, I, I can talk duck hunting all day long. Mm. I can talk at it <laughs> twice a week, no problem for years to come. But to grow the audience a little bit more, I have thrown some other stuff in there. I still try to get it to stay waterfowl based, honestly. Right. I probably do three to one of anything else, but I do mix in some other stuff with it too. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you want to find us. So I think we're going at three years now for that. Oh, like that's that cool. Um, so tell me what, like maybe past episodes, like if people are new to the channel, what's like you know, maybe what's like one that'll get them, get them riled up and in like, what's, what's like your favorite episode or, or, you know, uh, one of the best places, like maybe throw some at the audience so they can go check it out. You know, once they get off the podcast, we've done so many good ones. I'll put you on speakerphone because I'm going to pull Now we just did one with you. We just did one with you. That was, that's episode uh, 187. So that's definitely, I feel like that was a really good one to check out. Right. Um, let me go back a little bit in the archives because we, we're we're getting close to 200 episodes now. So oh, that's, that's there's a, a lot of stuff. Um, I guess it just depends on what people want to hear. Well, but we've true. had some really good. Uh, if you like dog work, we've we've had Chris Aiken on a lot. Oh yeah, at Webfoot, sure. <clears throat> yep, he's a really good guy. And then um, if you want to hear some entertaining stuff, you can definitely <laughs> go on like stuff where me, Travis, and Thomas are fighting about who shot this and that. <laughs> Those are always entertaining, but, um, man, I don't know. There's, there's so many, like you could just scroll through and see there's, I couldn't even tell you what would be my favorite one. We've had so many, so many good ones. Well, what about, okay, so let's go here. Let's go, let's go to the YouTube channel. Like what, what there would make somebody, you know, subscribe and stick in. Like, is there an episode that sticks out to you that, you know, and, yeah, and of course, you know, there's I, like honestly, this last year yeah. we had some really. My buddy Caleb um, Marmalejo, we've been friends for a couple years now, and he's ama- He's actually helped me come a long ways in photography. Um, oh yeah, he kind of got me said like, "Hey, this is the camera you should get. The lens, um, you know, do this and that, and here's how to edit some pictures to make them really look good." And he's helped me a lot. I mean, I can't thank him enough for that. Oh, that's because cool. I've always been interested in photography. But he helped us. Uh, he videoed some, went on some trips with us, and did some filming and stuff. But uh, last year, I mean, my favorite, and it just depends, you know, what people like. I mean, obviously, a lot of people, most people, that kind of like to see the shooting or whatever. I think one of my best ones, kind of, I have about two or three from last year, but episode 14 from last year, uh, Duck Season, because it says it right on the thumbnail. So I'll say episode 14, Duck Season 22. Right. That was when we were hunting in basically some gnarly like five degree weather on the river oh, yeah. and uh the mallards were just landing in the decoys i mean it's stupid so that was a really good video one of my favorite hunts yeah if i we see do some other stuff you know like uh episode five is a really good one from just there honestly last year i put out we put out some pretty decent stuff if you That's like cool. the dramatic stuff that doesn't show as much shooting um 11 and 12 or 10 and 11 is good too but that I like the shooting too. Like I like to see all right. of it. So, well, as soon as like if I see snow, or the river, or a yeah. river, or big rock, I'm in. Like as soon yeah. as I see snow, I'm in. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. Because we don't boat stuff. You know, we just. We oh just, yeah. It's fun. Oh yeah. Like that's like like I'm in. Like that's yeah. a buy-in for me. As I, soon as I, I can't see believe it. we didn't get one long ago, man. You know, it's just the timing was right for everything the way it happened. But oh yeah. 
Because we thought in our minds when we bought this skater tail, we're like, are we going to use, like, we were writing down, like, okay, is this going to be worth it? <laughs> we, I mean, we're counting the cost, right? <laughs> like, are we going to use it as much as we think we are? Right. You know, this is a big investment. We weren't buying a used one because we didn't really want someone else's problems. And I know not everybody can do that, but me and my brother, we, a lot of stuff we do, we just go in together on it. Right. So it actually cuts the cost down, right? Smart, which I'm grateful for that you know, having him around to be able right. to do stuff like that. Right. And we're like, uh, let's see, what, what, maybe 10, 12 hunts, you know, out of the boat. Is that worth it for us? I'm like, right. Yeah, I think so. And we ended up, I don't know, probably 25 plus hunts out of that duck boat. And I tell you what, that's a lot more ducks we wouldn't have got to if we wouldn't have that boat. So, well, the boat, <clears throat> the boat just gives you a whole, it, it's just a tool. It's just a whole other tool that puts you in a different, different areas. Yep. Yep. It is. It's just, it, I, I don't know. I going from a guy that's hunted on refuges his whole life yeah. and dealt with so many people for the most part, you know, it's, it was just like, I felt like I had my own lease that Ricky right. Nicholas, actually, that's a really good one. You should, uh, the listeners should check out. I did one. Let me see what, let me see what episode that, that was, I will say that was probably one of my most favorite ones. He's uh he works with Gator tell. He's actually 24 seven hunt part of those guys oh, episode gotcha. 164 with him and his 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 term was my boat is my duck lease that's I right thought, wow is that not the truth i mean you know most of us a majority of us duck hunters cannot afford a lease you know cannot right. afford to be part of a club or something like that but we can get a boat whether it's a 12 footer with a little tin horse on it and get to places a majority of people are not going to get and feel like you own that place, you know? No one else is around. So well, well, we talked about leases and stuff, especially down in California. Like, <clears throat> it's bananas down there. And, I mean, there's mm -hmm. some, you know, we talked about a few places, like places where you wouldn't think there'd be, you know, million-dollar duck clubs. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Washington has a pile. Utah has a pile. Um, there, There isn't any there isn't any million dollar clubs here in Oregon like where where it's like you know when we talked about like you got to pay you know dues you know mm -hmm. you're at a quarter million dollars to buy into this place and you know dues are like 50 grand I mean you're at a million dollars in in mm -hmm. you know no time so I mean mm -hmm. you know so I mean you have them down there but I agree like the thing the thing about the boat to me is I could get on a river system, a lake, a what, whatever. I can, I can, dr I can drive it as far as I want to, you know, drive it, and I can get to like where I think the last person is, and I can go like another freaking two <laughs> miles away from yep. everybody. And and to me, it's not even about, it's not even about like. Um, it's not even about like the, um, I don't know. It's just the, the peace and the quiet. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it's to the point where I get to, um, like, I just want to work. I just want to work birds. Right. And I just, mm -hmm. I just want to enjoy myself. That's it. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, and it, and it's not. It's not anything. It's just like I am I am so in tune with the sport. It's not about like listen, I love the days where we're piling them up and all that. Like listen, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Like I 
I eat it up and I'm like giddy like a school kid and the whole deal like it's like yep. a Christmas time. Like don't get me wrong, but but I would rather shoot, you know, five birds in the middle of nowhere and just work them right in, feet down, like right in front of the boat, yep. uh, than shoot like fifteen you know, and it's like a war zone. So mm -hmm. it, that's just right. me. And I've gotten to that right. point. And some people, like you said, you don't have that option. So that option for me is huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause I mean, that's when you, that's all you ever are around. Like I said, like a war zone. I mean, I can't tell me times in the background of our videos that refuges you hear boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like, you know, why aren't you working in the birds in close? Like, do you think you could work birds in close when the guy 150 yards away is sky blasting at birds? Yeah, you're going to have to take passing shots. But when we're in the boat and we're away from everybody and you can work birds, we're getting them right down and shooting them in the face, you know? That's, I, just, that's just the beast that you got to deal with. I know. I, I do wish I talk about it all the time because there's a couple huge management areas up here and I, you know, I talk about it all the time. And, and that's why I really got the boat because I was like, I want to go here. I want to go there. I don't want to be stuck, you know, and I made my investment on that to do that because it's like, I don't want to watch, you know, no offense, but I don't want to watch like blind 10, like shoot at 120 yards. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to hear the kazoos and right. listen, I get it. Everybody's at a different, you know, yes, skill yes. level. But, but my thing is. Like, guess what? I was like that a long time ago. And mm -hmm. I just made it a point to say, listen, I want to kill stuff close. I want to be ethical. I want to, I want to learn my craft. I want to get better at it. I want to shoot better. I want to call better. You mm -hmm. know, I just want to, I just want to do that. And that's me. And some people don't have the time or whatever the case may be. But the other thing, the whole thing about the refuge system and any of them, it's just like if guys were just more, and I don't even want to say respectful. If guys just respected the game more to mm -hmm. get them in closer and everybody was on the same page, it would be yep. better. You know what I mean? Oh, Every, yeah. Everybody would have better There's times I've been hunting. out there where uh, the guys that were set up, hundred. I know this sounds like insane for people that don't have to deal with this, but that's just reality. The guys that are set up 150, 200 yards away, trust me, I hate that, but that's just the reality of a lot right. of these That's refuges. just the way it is, right? But... um. There's been times that there is good guys out there and you'll go talk to them and say, Hey, let's not shoot, you know, don't shoot swing birds, which again, it right. just, it makes you cringe to hear that because you should not be close. So close to somebody that you're shooting at a swing bird. But it's like, if you're going to hunt in California at a lot of these refuges, that's just what you're going to have to deal with. Same but here. since you have to deal with that, unless you just don't want to go hunting at all, I mean, that's your choice, but right. it's like, Hey, you know what? Don't shoot my swing birds. I want to shoot yours. Let's let them down. Let's let's let them work. And guys would do that. And it, man, it you both walk out of there happy and successful. I'm like, thanks. You know, good, good. You know, hunting by you guys. You know, best of luck to you for the rest of the season. Whereas then you get the other guys, and they they're walking through your spread late, and the sun's already coming up, and it's just like, dude. And you wonder why people get in fights and argue out there because there's no respect for the fellow hunter let alone, like you said, for the game itself. Right. So you just stuff you got to deal with. I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I, a broken record, you know, but, I know. And, and I get it. Like, well, listen, a lot of, a lot of refuge systems down by you guys have like, you guys have a 25 shell limit mm -hmm. and, 
there is a difference when there is a show limit. Like up here, like mm-hmm. right now, they have an imposed one, and I just keep. <laughs> I'll never forget really? this. Really? I'll, wow. ne- I'll never forget this. Um, we're talking about it at at a. I was at. I was doing a seminar or something. This this is a while ago. This is like four or five years ago, and I said. You know, somebody said, well, how could the refuge system here be better? And I said, well, I said, if you really want to open it up, I said, there should be a 25 shell limit. And, and that would make you take your time, get birds close and kill them. And it wouldn't let you just rip at everything. I was like, if you just want to shoot, go to the gun range, go to, and just shoot trap and just kill stuff. Like just kill clays and just do it. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, That's I'll true. never forget this. You'll piss in your pants right now. But somebody said, what if I want to shoot my 25 coots? No. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God. Oh, man. The, and I was like. why you don't have a 25 <laughs> And I said, I said, if you want to shoot your 25 coots, I said, more power to you. I said, but there you go. You got 25 shells. I said, I guarantee if a bunch of coots come in, you could probably you probably save some shells and just water swat them in a group, and you can get your twenty five easily and probably be able to shoot a couple ducks and walk out of there. And I was like, but I don't know anybody that's gonna be all about like somebody in like blind five like smashing coots the whole time. <laughs> wow, no, and you know there's we've seen those guys out there too. You're like, who is shooting? Like, there's not a bird in the refuge and come find out there's three or four guys just walking around all the ponds shooting Coot and smash like come on man oh my god i mean hey they're a bird you can shoot but 100 and it, and if yeah. listen if guys want to shoot them and take them home and cook them and do whatever like bro yeah. listen more power to you i'm all about yeah. it but yeah. like let's not let's not be let's not be the jack wagon that shoots all the coots and then leaves them like I'm not cool with that. Oh no, definitely not. Huh? Because I I have seen some of that too. So, so yeah. you know, listen, it it is what it is. But I I do agree with you that that the duck boat is you know a a, a huge tool that you know that comes into play like a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for us up here, like we even have. So before I bought the big boat, a bunch of us went in and bought layout boats because the amount of sheet water and the amount of water that we get here obviously is insane right compared mm-hmm. to everybody in the country like it is mm-hmm. the only place that gets more water than us as far as rainwater and everything is you go to seattle and you go up to you know up to that direction north of us like other than mm-hmm. that so i mean there'll be places where it's like like dude you cannot you cannot put a blind you cannot stand by the you know the edge like it 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 isn't happening. So we went and bought some layout boats and that, that was a totally different tool that helped us a bunch. And we don't, Hmm. we don't use them a ton, but man, when you pull them out, it's just so, so dirty. We actually, um, we actually pulled them out last year on an episode, uh, on our web series. And it was like a trophy pintail episode. And literally we just sat there, me and my buddy, James, and and Adam, our camera guy, ended up shooting his his like first like insane, you know, pokey in the eye, six inch pintail. You know what I mean? Wow. And and me and James were in the layout boats and just and we even put Adam in one so he can film. And we just shot this little sheet water place that had some corn, but it was just too deep and there was just too much water to put a anything else and we were just shooting right in front of our face and we were just like passing on pintails and passing on pintails and we did shoot some couple booner spooners oh my god 
So, and we shot some teal and some widgeon and some other stuff. So it was a great time. But yeah, I mean, I mean, heck, we don't even pull those out that much until we really need it. But once again, it's another tool, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. There's so many tools. And if you can afford it and you can travel a little bit and use different things, man, like even a kayak, you know? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of birds I wouldn't kill if I didn't have a kayak. So, I mean, I'm curious. Is that episode eight that you're talking about with the pintails? Yeah. Yeah, because we what, shoot. What's your, what's your favorite episode from last season? Hmm. The well, to me, the Wild West ducks one is because we're on the Columbia, and yeah. to me, that's like the hardest hunting. Uh, people have died on that river, right? Mm-hmm. Hunting and fishing. It is not a place to be messed with as far as the weather, the tide, like everything about it. It is a huge area, so once again, once again, you could literally, you could literally be, um, you know, miles from somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And like, you can hear some shots in the distance, and and that's it. Like, it is so, it is as wild as it gets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and there's so many other things. There's so many other factors. You have like our tidal swings could be anywhere from like six to eight to ten feet, like up and down, like throughout the day. So yeah. you got to know when you can get in somewhere and when you can get out. And there's so many factors, and it's hmm. like the weather and the wind and what place can I hunt? And there's, you know, there's a million places to hunt on that river from all the way from the ocean, all the way up to like you know going into Washington. I mean that river is just so wild to me. That mm-hmm. that episode to me, and I got to take some people uh, from Weatherby, uh, Kyle and, and and that crew and his dad. Like they've never done it, so to me that was like sharing something super personal, you know, with mm-hmm. them. So, uh, and they were just like blown away with the amount of water and and the places and uh, just. That one, and then and then the Montana and Wyoming episodes. Obviously, the Canada episodes. Like we go to Canada and we just smash them, and it's just mm. it's just silly. But you know, we go to we go to Wyoming and Montana when we go over to see the guys at Weatherby, and we hunt this little stretch of. I call it a creek. They say it's a river, but but bro, if you can walk across it and like <laughs> fall down and barely get you know right, wet, right. like that's a creek to me. So yep, yep. I, I call it a creek, but. It was like minus 10 and the dog was just like a jet who's young. He's that was his first year last year, which was another cool thing. This will be his second year. Like he was just popsicles. His whole face was just frozen. And mm-hmm. and bro, we just smashed him. Anything in the snow with me, I just go nuts. I just it, love it. Oh, and that's <sighs> the thing is I've dreamed of I'm, ever <laughs> since I can start duck hunting. I was like, I want to hunt in the snow. I'd watch guys with videos of the snow falling, the mallards <laughs> right in the face. And I'm just like, oh. So last year, I actually hunted in the snow um, <clears throat> a year ago. And it was in, believe it or not, it was in Northern California. And it was an epic day. And I had been filming it. And I, like an idiot, it's the first time I ever did it. I accidentally formatted that card. I about cried. Oh my god! <laughs> because it was like my first official snow <sighs> hunt, and Rocky, you know, black lab running yep, around the yep. snow. I was just such a beautiful sight, and I was like, I was just one to. I still hurt from that one, but then we did that that other one, the one with the snow last year, which it wasn't snowing, but it had just but it was been snow- storming right. for like three days, four right. days. 
And uh, it was just, oh, man. It's a different ball game. I'll tell you what, you get that harsh weather, it oh. just is an epic. It's magical. Time. It's magical when it happens. It so was that it the is. first time that Rocky was in the snow too? You know what? Uh, you talking about the first time where I raced the hunt? Yeah. Yeah, that was his first time. Oh, my God. Yeah. The dogs just act so goofy, bro, in the snow. Like, they just don't know. Plus, if they've never seen it, they just, like, they don't know what to do. Like, 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 uh, like Jet was like, he, I'm trying to think if he had, if we had gotten snow. We did. We had snow here first, uh, before we went over there. So he, but he wasn't used to that much cold because we weren't that cold when it was, Mm -hmm. when it was happening here. But the first time I had him out, like, Bro, he didn't know if he should like shit or run around it. Like he was laying in it and rubbing his back in it and <laughs> yep, eating it. And oh, dude, it's just like that to me is like comical. And I know guys get to do that all the time with their dogs and go, but like he was just like, it, there's nothing like the first time they're in snow. They just act yep. like a total goofball. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, he was doing, he was running, he was just hiking his legs, just running full blast, yeah. roll around. Like, what in the world, dude? <laughs> So, cool. so so how old's Rocky now? He is going to be five in November. So gotcha. I can't believe it. You know, it's like man, you know, you know, you only have so much time I with know. a dog, a hunting know. dog. You know, it's like man, he could only really he could only have another five seasons left. You know. Well, and he's got to go through. Man, you guys got uh, just just horrible cover down there, and all the toolies mm. and everything. People don't understand. Like, like I, I don't know what. I don't know which one. I know which one I watched, but I don't know what it was called. But it was where you guys were pounding the cinnamons. And, oh, yeah. And he had to find, I don't know how many, in the toolies. And people don't understand. Like, you you can literally stick your arm in the toolies and you cannot see your hand. Like, yeah. it is a different deal. And it goes all the way down and into the water. Like, like it is, it is unbelievable, that cover. Yep. yep. And he was smashing. Yep. He was finding them. He was... Oh. Well, here's the thing. That's why I said this is one of the most ethical tools you can ever get in your life as a dog. I didn't have yeah. a dog for years. I've only had Rocky, obviously, like four years. Right. And I wasn't even really going to get him then because I was like, oh, you know, getting raising a dog, and then I don't know how to train him, and I don't want to pay for oh, a yeah. trainer. And, oh, yeah. You know, th- those things are all going through my head. And he's he's got okay bloodlines. Like, um, you know, he's AKC. And I looked at when I registered him, I was like, you know, he's not – his dad was actually on the cover of Ducks Unlimited, and I guess that dog was phenomenal. It, I believe it was a yellow, and um, he was like, I think it was his grandpa. Right. And so he had some decent field, uh, some good titles on him, but nothing like crazy, like you're going to find like a web-footed kennels or somewhere like that, you know, whatever, right. or right. southern oak kennels. But yeah, decent ones, okay? So, you know, I got him, and I ended up using Chris Aiken's videos to, to train him. Sure. And which was... I, I'm completely happy. I feel like he does everything I need to do. In fact, I was going to stop with the first DVD, but then I was like, you know what? I think hand signals might come in handy. So I continued on with the training and stuff. Yeah. But the biggest thing for him in the grasslands with us, you just said it was his nose. Yep. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I couldn't shoot and even try to hunt the places that I hunted without him because Agreed. I'm not going to shoot birds and watch them fall in those toolies and not walk out with them yep. because that's unethical, you know? And, I had no lack of confidence in his nose to bring those birds out no matter how thick it is. There's only been, I can honestly say, there's only not even been a handful of times Rocky could not. It just was too impenetrable. You could not even get in it for him to go in there and get it. But he must have found 
I mean, that hunt would have been a totally different hunt without him. I mean, he found at least six or seven of the 14 birds we shot. Oh, yeah, and almost no all doubt. those were cinnamon teal. Yeah. We would have never had without him. You know? well, well, you know, and here's the thing. Like, you take, uh, and I could, I could totally attest to this because I have gone through a few dogs and have had, like, my first dog. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? The good mm-hmm. thing about him is we hunted a lot and he figured it out on his own. Now, could, could he, his nose, like you're talking about, his nose was incredible. So I didn't lose many birds because of him. Now, could he, you know, could he take a mark and go 200 yards and I could whistle sit him and send him left or right? No, but Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you could put a hunt test dog in that situation with you and guess what? The dog could fail because if he is relying on a lot of sight and like yeah. hard charging and pushing forward and and you know he's using his nose last like it's not going to work it is not going to work so yeah, so if your dog can do what you need him to do that's all that matters and yeah. and anybody out there you know that's that's really what it's all about like he if you need him to go like if you're predominantly a field hunter yeah, work him in the field and make sure he can go a long way because if you have a sailor or you got to do stuff, there's no doubt you're going to have that situation. So train mm-hmm. train to what you're going to be, you know, encountering. But that's mm-hmm. all he needs to do. You know, I got I got better on the second dog and then I, I think I'm I, I'm hoping I'm better on this dog as well. So, so you and you're talking about Jet yeah and jet's only so you're tra- you're training him you're, you're training him yourself right yeah so my buddy james trains him starts him gets some force fetch and all that because i don't know the force fetch stuff i do the obedience stuff and then now like and it's constant like literally it is every day i take him so <laughs> just to exercise him and to run him yeah. and we're working on blinds and we're working on long marks and we're doing this i mean the only the only th- <laughs> the only thing about him is he is so amped when like all I got to do is get the gun out and I all I got to do is close the chamber the first time and he just about turns himself inside out because he (laughs) he knows what's about to go down and he gets so excited so we're working so we're working on that like he he's a little bit of a whiner and we're working on that like I'm just like I'm just working like he's got he's got good lines and he's done everything that I needed, you know, him to do because I went a year without a dog, a year and a half, and I'll tell you what, 100% the the worst season that I ever had was I without bet. a dog because my second dog, Money, uh passed away like some weird like he was he was 9 but no no issues at all and just he and uh, it was a horrible, horrible. Wow. I was, I was, I was. I'll tell you exactly what it was. Was it was for shit to be honest. I had to go to China to the factories, and I'm in China, and James has them, and James is like, money's really weird today. He didn't, he didn't eat. He didn't do something. He said, I'm gonna run him to the vet, and and see what's going on. Something just seems off. And James. James knows dogs like the back of his hand. He knows when something's off. He knows what's going on. And literally, literally called me or sent me a text and I called him. I'm in China. It's like it's like four in the morning. 
and it's like whatever time in the afternoon he's running to the vet and literally money passed away in the truck on the way to the vet. No way. Oh, bro. You want to talk about feeling like crap? Like, oh my God. That ruined that ruined me for a long time. And I was there Honestly. I was there for like another week. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I'm like the kids. I gotta tell the kids. And I'm like, yeah. oh, That's shit. A deal. oh so you know, the 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 bad thing with the dogs is just you never get you just never get, you know, a lot of time with them. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And, you know, I I go back to like an old dog trainer who said, well, the reason the reason that you don't get time like a person, like you don't get that many years is because that's so you can have a lot of good dogs or a lot of great dogs mm-hmm. or a lot of good yeah. companions. And I, I think about that. It doesn't make it that much easier or anything, but, you know, you kind of you kind of put that you kind of put that on. So that's a tough one. So we I got off yeah. on a whole other side road. Yeah. But, you know, but it's such an important part, like you said, with oh. me and and just like I, I've had one since I'm a kid, so it's just part well, of me. People, I've heard people say, "I'd never get a dog," or "Would you ever get a dog?" No, I like. I, you want to hear something? <laughs> I, I gotta be careful how I say this, but you want to hear something that sounds just crazy, crazy talk, crazy to me. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather pick the birds up myself, and I'm like, okay, I get the joy of going over there walking and picking a bird up, you know, and like, wow, this is neat. But you can't even relate. You don't even know the difference it is when your dog brings your your bird back to you, especially after they go on this long yeah. mark or if they come out of Tully's and you're thinking, this is, I'm, I'm never going to find this bird. bird. That's right. And he walks out with Tully's draped across his face. There ain't nothing better. I'd rather have that any day than going and picking up a bird without a dog. And you know, I was the guy too, like, I don't, you know, I don't need a dog. I mean, that's cool. I love dogs. I've had dogs over my life, but right. I will never hunt duck hunt without a lab again ever yeah never just ain't gonna happen <laughs> well and you you learn something every dog you know what i mean every dog you you learn to do something better like i'll never forget i'll never forget like the first dog so i had onyx i didn't know what to do i was learning how to train him i was learning how to do stuff and we had hunted a lot so he was like you know learning on the fly which was great and when he got to like six or you know, right in there, I that's when I realized that he knows more than me. And here's what happened. <laughs> this happened on two different situations. I, I'm hunting with a guy. We're hunting our duck club, which is here in in the valley, in the uh, the, uh, the Willamette Valley. And a bunch of wood ducks sail by and swoop right in, and he shoots one. And I didn't even I didn't even get the gun up because he's like, oh, I never shot one. And and I'm watching it flop in the flooded corn in front of me, and I'm like, I send the dog. And then I turn around to do something or whatever. We see some more birds coming, and I look out, and I'm like, I don't see any more splashing. The dog's out there, and I'm like, well, where the hell did that go? So I get out. I get out of the blind. I walk out, and we start just doing circles like where the hell did this thing go we get to the shore off on the left side and onyx starts he keeps wanting to go over the over the grass hill into the woods and i'm like come back come back i'm like let's work the shore so we work the shore again he takes off again and i bring him back so the third time i'm like screw it i'm like all right go so i follow him over the hill and he gets in the he gets in the tree line and he starts and i'm like i'm like where is it and I, I kid you not, we get to this blackberry bush and 
if nobody's ever seen the blackberry bushes in Oregon, I can tell you that they could be like as big as a boater yep. dam, right? So he gets to this damn blackberry bush and it's like 20 feet wide. And I'm just like, oh God. And he stops and he's looking at me. And I was like, I was like, it's in there. And he doesn't know what to do. And I said, come here. So I take his vest off because I'm like, if he goes in here with that, he's not coming out with it, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's going to get stuck. So I said, I said, find it. So he circles it a couple times and he's looking for a place to get in. So finally I get like a stick and I just like jam it in this bush and I lift up as much as I can and I just go find it. And he just goes like, you know, ripping in there and I could like hear him. And at this point, like no BS, like I cannot see him. Right. (laughs) So I'm like listening and he's like, you can hear the bushes moving and everything's going. And then, and then I hear his like teeth chattering. Right. And and I, and I think he's close, but he just can't get, like, the next foot, foot right? And I just start yelling, get it, get it. And I hear some more rustling, and, like, a minute later, he's, like, struggling, and he comes out with the damn wood duck. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, you have to be kidding me. So, and we come over the hill, and the guy's like, what? You found it all the way over there? And I was like, bro, you're never going to believe this. It's in this blackberry bush and he's like, and he's like all over the dog because he never shot one. And it's just like, and it's like, I would have never even remotely thought it made it out of the water up the hill. I mean, we're talking about grass. How did I not see it? Right. And it wasn't tall grass. It's like, how did I not? not?" And it's just like, dude, you cannot, you cannot put a price on that. Like, no, you can't. Like nuts. It's nuts. That's happened to me. I feel like hundreds of times now already in the last four years, you know, his nose wasn't as, and I didn't know this at first, but I guess their noses aren't as strong their first year because they're younger, but they'd really developed after that is what I've been told by some trainers. And well, you can tell the difference because it's just, and you know, it's cool. I don't know if you know about this, but Rocky's second litter, one of my best friend's son, he's 16, bought a female pup from Rocky's second litter. Her name's Kelly, and so we're doing a train series on that right now. And I did she see that. Is a perfect little. She looks reminds me so much of Rocky, but the the mother that we bred her to is a little bit more of a firecracker than Rocky. Rocky's kind of a chill dog. Totally. I mean, I would like him. I definitely like him a little bit more on fire. But hey, you know what? With that nose, I can't. I can't complain. No. But I think it's going to be such a great mix because he she is like a firecracker, but she has such a she can chill too with you on the couch and just lay there and not be annoying, you know? So yeah, that's what she's you want. six, almost about six months old now. So I, I can't <laughs> wait. It's, it's going to be fun to see what she can do. Well, and listen, that that's the cool stuff about the content. Like we go back to like, listen, there was like, you would get like a VHS tape or you would get like the Walters book on how to train a dog or how to do this. There's so much stuff mm-hmm. to help you. You know, that's the thing, you know, there's, there's good and bad online, right? You, you kind of yeah. see some yahoos doing some stuff that you're like, come on guys, don't watch that. Like, don't let the kids mm-hmm. watch that because it's like, don't let them learn like bad habits. But there's so much good stuff that they can learn. You can learn how to train a dog. You can learn how to pattern your shotgun. You can learn how to call. Like, you can learn so much stuff. And the cool thing, like, you know, like you're talking about is if somebody's on your channel and they're watching this stuff and now all of a sudden maybe they just got a new pup or or, or their buddy did and they're like, hey, go here and check this out. Like, you're having trouble with the dog. Uh, like, I think I saw something where you guys were, like, training the dog and doing gunfire. It's like, try this. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, 
that's the good stuff. Like go, go yep. find that stuff. And that hopefully that gets, you know, more people checking you guys out and doing stuff like that. Like that's the thing you just got to, yeah. you know, trust your, trust your source and the channels that you subscribe to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So they could find, give me all the info where they could find everything on you guys, on you personally. Um, so they could obviously check you guys out. Yeah, we're uh, on YouTube, Mid Valley Missionaries, and then we're also on Facebook and Instagram, same thing, right. same name, and then our podcast is The MVM Show. The MVM Show. So Mid Valley Mercenaries, check these guys out. It's Titus and his crew. And then you can also, you know, check out all the other guys that are in the Flyways Collective. You could check all those guys out. And I'm going to get all those guys on so we can kind of go through everybody so everybody sees, you know, different parts of the country and what everybody's doing. So that's that's the cool part about it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome, bud. Appreciate it. And uh, when you get your schedule cooking, let's see what fall what's going to go on and uh, and if we can get together this fall and try to make something happen. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Awesome, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, folks, that was it. That was the FA podcast. Big shout-outs to Titus and Mid-Valley Mercenaries for checking in with us and kind of, you know, introducing you guys to him and what's going on. And big shout-outs to everybody that helps the podcast go and, and our partners on the web series. You can check us out on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, final approach just look up our uh, last pass web series you can go fabrand.com you can hit us up on our social media pages and all that like i said big shout outs to federal ammunition and weatherby uh, the guys over there in wyoming and also roger sporting goods where i mean that's the place to get everything and my buddy up in uh, saskatchewan tyler and his company uh, saskatchewan goose company so appreciate you guys listening check us out next time